Listen, I'ma cuss my ass right down that pole with Lil Nas X into hell. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous, black, lesbian, feminist, and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hello. Top of the morning to you. Wow, I don't like how long you pause before you talk to me. I had to make sure that my my throat passageway was all the way clear. It's because you're holding that tea and you're holding it over a laptop, which is really dangerous. Ooh. That's not funny. <laughs> I want y'all to know that he took the cup and he he swung it around over the laptop and said, ooh, because he's a jerk. Now, if it had gone a different way. <laughs> That's not funny. We are both earth signs. We don't do shit like that. Anyway, good morning, everyone. It's morning for us. Yeah, and it's never morning when we It's record. never morning. We never record in the morning. Yeah, top of the morning is an app. Is top it? of the morning. It's an app. Wait, it, okay, you're doing too much. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is episode nine of season five of That Black Couple. I would like you all to grab some throat coat. If you can't tell, my throat is raspy. Why is your throat raspy? Because I'm recording my audio book for Black Women mm, Taught Us. Mm, mm, okay. Yes, I'm almost done recording it. It's kind of fun. But it's also very weird. And I didn't realize how many words I have a hard time pronouncing. Like, United States is hard to say over and over again. That sounded good now. I think you got Uni- to practice. I've been practicing United States. And yesterday I had to say Montgomery Bus Boycott like 15 times in a row. But like when there's a lot of B's and P's in sentences, wow. Kicking my ass. My Oakland accent came right out. She was like, you have to say children. And I was like, Ch- Children. She was like, not chilling and not, not ch- <laughs> children. I was like, okay. It was a lot, but go pick it up, y'all. Yeah, it's, it's available for pre-order now. Yes. Um, and you should be doing that. It comes out January 23rd, 2024. And when you hear me talking, I won't sound raspy. It's going to sound amazing. Oh, my gosh. Please stop. Oh, my God. You're so weird. Anyway, <laughs> have a seat. This is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. I'm Darren. And before we get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter, not what we call it now, just Twitter, and Instagram at that BLK couple, on Facebook at that black couple, and look us up on the internets at www.thatblackcouple.com. You can stream our podcast episodes everywhere, like all the places that you can find podcasts, which means Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible. SoundCloud, Pandora, you know, all the things. Go find us. We're there. We absolutely are. And comments are so helpful for us, y'all. So if you like us, please tell us. If you don't like us, leave us alone. It's okay. We don't like you either. (laughs) You can keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody. No need to share. No need to share that. I'm excited because we actually had a really great schedule this year. And this episode, episode nine, is called Polly for the Holidays, part one. And we're talking about chosen family. Mm -hmm. So we are going to do a two-parter in November and December, wrapping up the year, talking about the holidays. We're going to do this next year, too. Uh, we've done this thing this year where we actually have a schedule. We take breaks. Our seasons come out. 
um, kind of quarterly, and you can expect to see them pretty regularly. So this is what it's going to be from now on. I'm kind of excited because we actually, we actually like are structured now, and we and we are delivering on what we said we were going to deliver. Go us. I mean, this it was a labor. It was hard, for us. but we had a schedule. We, there was a year where we only dropped like two episodes. That was a tough year. Shout out to y'all niggas for kicking it with us. For real. We only gave y'all niggas two episodes one year. And y'all still was like, it's okay. That's nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because it was a tough time. Let's get started. You ready to get started? Let's go. So I want to start. I want to start in first things first. Talking about how we came to this episode. Thinking about being polyamorous around the holidays. Which I'm polyamorous. You're not. I'm not. You're not. Um, we have a kind of Brady Bunch type family situation now. And that's kind of how we've always wanted to fashion our family. Um, But being poly for the holidays is complicated. But I think before we even get to that, we should talk about, you know, back in the day when we were thinking about how we were going to do our holiday celebrations and we were hanging out with our biological families and we didn't really enjoy it very much. And I feel like that that is the stereotype of of a lot of the holiday season. It's really either it's so great or wonderful to have this great family time and we we have all these traditions and we all love them and we're, you know, we look like a Hallmark card. There's either that stereotype or there's the other one, which is like, it's a completely dysfunctional time of year where we're forced to spend time with people in our family that we don't like and we're supposed to just accept their faults and accept how they, they trespass over our boundaries and accept that we're just going to be miserable and we have to buy gifts for people that, that we don't like and we and we don't even know them well enough to know what kind of gift they're going to want and then we got to go eat a Thanksgiving meal with them and they're going to make the food that I don't like. But And they got cats on the counter. And they got cats on the counter Yeah. and they be putting raisins and peas and things that don't need making ceviche you know and 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 that's the other stereotype that i think to be honest i think is the one that's closer to reality for most i think so too i think so too and that's why i think people dread the holidays because you're we're set up to believe this is supposed to be some great amazing time you know that's going to be so wonderful and it's going to be so memorable it's going to be the best holiday season we've had out of all the ones in the past but in reality you get here and it's just a lot of stress. It's a yeah. lot of dealing with people we don't want to deal with. We, yeah. we dread having to deal with it, right? It's it's just so much that people don't want and would yeah. not choose if, if given the choice. Yeah, I think a lot about our very first Christmases and Thanksgivings together when we first started dating back in 2003, 4, 5, 6, you know, before we had children. And, you know, dealing with people and their comments because they didn't want people dating one another and they were gossiping and all this stuff and how people were very unkind, you know, to me when you brought me home for the first time, because, you know, that's what people think they're supposed to do. They think they're supposed to haze and, you know, treat people like shit. And I don't, I just don't understand why folks think that if they treat you bad, that you're supposed to keep coming around. Like, I'm not, I'm, I I don't care if you're family, I'm not going to hang out with you. Like if you are, miserable you're always complaining you always got something to say you always want to start arguments you're generally unfun to be around i'm i'm not coming well well i'm gonna gonna take a quick diversion but i'm gonna bring it back okay so we've been watching a lot of documentaries recently Mm -hmm. about cults Mm -hmm. because they're they're i mean these are the most fascinating things i i fully recommend (laughs) <laughs> going down that rabbit hole yes. because wow yes. and there's one that we recently watched it, it just it just finished airing it's called 
think it's called Love Has Won. Yes. And it's basically about this cult where this woman just walks around and starts saying, I'm God, y'all. I'm Mother God. Jesus wasn't Jesus. I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Right? And it's it's, it's a wild ride. I'm not going to take you for the whole ride. But Robin Williams is involved, even though Robin Williams is not involved. Right. It's, it's yeah. Yes, that Robin Williams, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, and basically this woman, uh, when she decides that she's God, she basically abandons her family. Like she has three kids and she, she just one day she says, oh, excuse me. And she leaves and she leaves, leaves. She walks away from the like, table at dinner. She doesn't tell anyone that she's leaving. She she's, never comes back. She just leaves and never comes back. Yes. Right? Um, and at some point they're talking to her now adult children. And the, and as she was going through really bad health issues, the, the her child is like, you know, if she came to us and said, I need help, you know, we would accept her. We would love her. We would be there for her. You know, we would still be mad at her at the start because she did terrible things to us, but we would still accept her because, you know, she's family. Mm-hmm. And we watched that. And I immediately thought, you don't, ha- you don't have to accept her. You don't have to. Fuck her. And I think that that's the thing around this season, right? Is people feel like. Well, I can treat you any old kind of way. I can do anything that I want to you because we're family and you have to accept me no. and you have to keep me around. No. And the thing, if, if you don't get nothing else from this episode, mm-hmm. know that you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. People will tell you you have to. You've been raised and to believe and that there's no other way. But guess what there is? There absolutely is. That's what, that's the whole concept of chosen family that's that's i really feel like we don't talk about this enough this is not just a queer concept i know that chosen family is absolutely born out of queer and trans trans communities especially queer and trans youth who experienced houselessness thinking about the 60s 70s and 80s folks who were turned out of their homes because of the aids crisis the drug crisis especially in places like new york new jersey philly and those folks who found community with one another and they had house mothers and house fathers and they would build these homes for one another and with one another because they needed somewhere to stay right we know that uh, when we think about, you know, actual activists whose names we, you know, don't actually remember enough, but Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivetta, you know, they made the the street transvestite activists so that they would actually have a place for people to, to stay. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think that we, you know, have to be clear about what chosen family is, right? It is a way to to create safe space and a haven away from those people who often are like, you know, abusive and toxic and violent and think that they have dominion over violence and that they have some type of sanction, right, to or authority to be violent because they're family. But also it's a it's a place to build belonging. You always have a, a opportunity to belong somewhere. You deserve belonging. You deserve to find people who love you unconditionally where you don't have to sit and have your boundaries trampled on mm-hmm. just so that you can eat your damn meal. This podcast is supported by generous donations from our patrons and listeners. Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash colorcombosmedia. You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. Ready for the conversation? Let's do it. Okay. So let's give some background about holidays, right? So first of all, we know holidays are all made up. They're all myths. Thanksgiving is a colonizer's holiday celebrating genocide, rape, pillaging, and war. So we're not sitting here like, yay, Thanksgiving. 
we get it. We don't need to rehash that. Right. Um, but what we should, you know, talk about is obviously those types of holidays are frequently the only days of the year when a lot of working class people have time off of work. They have paid leave frequently. So, yeah, obviously that's a time for fellowship, especially for poor black communities. That's that's what we're talking about. So I know for me growing up, Thanksgiving, Christmas, those are really important holidays. You know, I would sit in the kitchen with my mom, with my grandmother, and we would cook for hours. I mean, we would cook for hours. Yeah. She'd sometimes start the night before, you know, she'd bake all these cakes and peach cobbler and all this stuff. You know, she made the turkey, the ham, the mac and cheese, and people would come over our house. You know, it would be like people would make their rounds. So I would see all of my cousins over the course of a day. If other people cooked, you know, after we were done cooking, we would make our rounds to so-and-so's house, Auntie Deborah's house, or Auntie Nini's house, or Auntie Queenie's house, or whatever. So it was like a whole labor of love. Like, the whole day was a day. And that was actually quite fun. Growing up, that was a lot of fun. Like, as a kid, that's fun, because you don't know any better, right? Right. And you're not cooking, you're not exhausted as a child. As an adult, that is fucking exhausting. Like... That's a lot of labor. It's very expensive, right? Buying all this food for people to just come over and eat your food and take your food about your house. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to hop on the freeway, drive all up and down the freeway to go over people's houses. And then you got to sit up in their house with people who you probably don't like. People not speaking to one another. Like as an adult, it's a very different experience. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so I think... As I got older, I started to see how these holidays, while they were times for fellowship, they also brought folks into community with one another who were not actually in community with each other, right? It's like people in families and biological families are not necessarily community members, right? They only see each other once, twice a year. Sometimes they live across the country or across the city city lines or whatever, and they're not interacting until that holiday. I have a cousin who hasn't spoken to me since I was 15 years old and my, my father died and she didn't even speak to me at his funeral. I never want to see her again. You know what I'm saying? Why the fuck am I going to Thanksgiving and have to look at her ass across the room and and talk about what y'all thankful for? Right. It's weird. And I'm not even Facebook friends with that bitch. Like I don't, I just don't like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's very strange because people have this expectation that anybody that you're related to, you're just going to fellowship with. And that's just not the case. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. For you and I, when we first got together and you brought me home, the niggas was not fucking with me. They was like, hey, she from Oakland and we from middle class Orange County. This is not okay." And so I understand that our experience was unique in that they were trying to get rid of me. You know what I'm saying? They were trying to like they were trying to make it so unsavory to be around them that I would just stop coming. So that's a different thing. But after we were married, you know, even the even the process of having to be around brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws who have different political views, being in families where people are of different racial backgrounds and have different ideas about race and somehow believe that black people can be racist against white people. Mm. Like these are conversations I absolutely do not fucking want to have. These are conversations that you were forced to have. And nobody wants to do that shit, right? Nobody wants to do that shit. And I think it's completely healthy to be like, hey, I'm not coming anymore. Like, you all are are completely, you know, allowed to to enjoy your meal in this way. If this is how you all show up, if this is if y'all don't want to be challenged, you know what I'm saying? The conversations that we've had over these meals and at these interactions to me have been completely inappropriate. 
you know, young girls being told that they, you know, this is the thing. This is what happens at these meals. Kids are being talked about their bodies, hypersexualized, you know, oh, don't put all that food on your plate. Why are you policing people's food? Leave mm-hmm. them the fuck alone. You know, oh, you're going to wear them short shorts. Get out her, get out her damn coochie, right? Stop looking at this little girl's body. She's fucking 16, right? All that stuff to me is stuff that I don't want to be around. And it's things that I don't subscribe to in my day-to-day life. So if I'm not a person who subscribes to those things, why would I come and do that with you for fucking four hours on a Friday when I'm supposed to have time off of work? But I, but I also kind of feel like the holidays are kind of like the pinnacle, right? It's kind of like the way that we are socialized to behave and interact with one, with one another is exactly what you just said. Like, Oh, you know, Uncle Johnny, you know, he's going to say something inappropriate. Wait, not Uncle Johnny. That's Beyonce. He made her dress. Oh, okay. Not Uncle Johnny. Uncle Bobby. I knew you were going to say Bobby. Why can't it be Bobby? It's fine. Bobby's fine. But I don't know why I knew you was going to say Bobby. It's because they're real close. They're really close. But everybody got like a Johnny or a Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Bobby, he's going to say something inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, Auntie uh, um, Sean. Wow. I didn't think you'd go there. Yeah, I, I, I thought I it would go like left. Esther or something or Shirley. No, no it can't we be We all Shirley. got an Aunt Shirley. Yeah, everyone got an Aunt Shirley. Especially but, you. But Auntie Sean, this, this is the one, you know, she going to get drunk. You Her know? name is LaShawn. Or, or, she, or she, yeah, she, she's LaShawn. Auntie LaShawn. Um, she going to get drunk or she's going to be, you know, gossiping about people. That's Deidre. Right. And that's the thing is like we're socialized to, to see these people as part of our family and that they're going to do those things all year round and that we're going to just accept it, you know globally as a group and say well that that's just who they are and so we're just gonna have to deal with it and then you get to the holidays and then it becomes the pinnacle because then that's when it's like okay well now we're all actually forced to be all in the same space all at the exact same time and so all of those things then get blown up even more Mm -hmm. because you're subjected to it in in such a a forceful And, and I would say overwhelming way. Mm-hmm. And I think for me and in, in how I've dealt with my family over the years and how I've kind of slowly cut people off and set boundaries, it was, I feel like sometimes it's, it's okay during the year, right? Like, it's like, okay, it's not that bad. I can handle this. I can, I can manage it. It's okay. I just got to see them for an hour this Saturday, or I just got to, you know, hear it from some, you know, whatever the case may be, it's in smaller doses. But then when you show up, for a holiday event and everyone's in there and so-and-so is rubbing and hugging on you in the way that you don't want. And so-and-so is, is, is talking bad about you and saying you better get those grades up or you didn't play football well enough for, you know, and then, then you have people gossiping and right. You have all of those things all in, in this one condensed space. For me, that's when I think I start to really realize I don't, I don't want this. I don't, yeah. I don't want to be associated with you. I, this is not fun for me. I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. And and then also, like we were saying, come to the realization, I don't have to That's be associated with you. That's I can go to someone else's house. I can invite people that I want to spend time with to my house. I can, we can stay have at our home. Own, our I can own stay at home where all my snacks are and my blankets. And my blankets and my TV and stream the, the movies that I want to watch. And I think, so this is what I want to be very clear about. I think that what we're also describing here is an issue with, with boundaries. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about Nedra Tawab's work. I, I, you know, I bought you this book. I bought my partner this book. I bought my friends at co and my coworkers this book. You know, set boundaries, find peace. She has both the book and the workbook. And, you know, I think 
what has been really interesting for me in working through these books is I'm realizing that I have very strict boundaries with regards to how people make me feel, right? If I go over a house and the energy is off or I leave and I feel sad and drained, my body says, I don't want to go over there anymore, you know? And I'm able to say, I'm not doing that again. But there's other boundaries in my life where I really struggle to to hold them. And I think that in the case of these these holiday events and meeting up with family, when it comes to you and I in, in particular, it was very early on where I was like, I'm not coming no more. I don't have to come. You know, with my sorority sisters, they had a get together. And I'm like, I don't like you bitches. I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not coming. I don't give a fuck about no tradition and ceremony. Y'all are awful and y'all treat me bad. I'm not going nowhere where niggas is treating me bad. I'm not coming. Yeah, Tradition is not enough. Tradition is not enough for me to go somewhere and have my energy be trampled all over. And what you're not going to do is come inside my house where I maintain the energy inside my house and make sure I lay my head down and able to have peace every single night and bring that shit up in my house. I've told people, if somebody raised a voice inside my house at me, I'd be like, are you seriously raising your voice at me inside the place where I pay the motherfucking mortgage? What are we doing? This is a conversation about boundaries. You do not have to sit in any environment, relationship, any kinship with anybody who makes you feel like shit. We're not doing that anymore. We don't have to sit around and let anybody treat us like shit. I don't get, I don't care if they're family. I don't care if they're family. We get to choose who we call family. And I firmly believe that people who are our family, they look out for us. They protect us. They want us to survive and thrive. They don't extract from us. They don't exploit us. They don't drag us down. They don't seek out ways to hurt and harm us. They don't use information that they have about us to make our lives harder or to remind us that they don't think that we are shit, right? These are not things that people who are your real family do to you. And if that's what someone's doing, stop going around them. Yeah. Just just don't do it no more. Just don't go. And and you were talking, and I was reminded of um, the songstress Aaliyah Sheffield. Oh Lord! Um, most commonly known for um, her song "Earth Is Ghetto." Earth is ghetto. You remember "Earth Is Ghetto"? I want to. I want to leave. Um, Beat me up. That that's that's her, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she came out with an EP this year, um, and there's also a song in there called um, "Some of Your People Ain't Your People." That's right. And that's the truth. And and there's a line in there where she says. You'd be better off by yourself. And I, and I think that's the thing. I think that's the fear that we have. The fear is that if I don't hang around with these people who who just ignore my boundaries and make me feel terrible and, and fuck up my energy and leave me feeling empty at the end of the day. If, I, if I'm not around those people, then I won't have community. Mm-hmm. Then I won't have people around. But realistically, if the situation is that bad. You probably are better off. You're better off. Even now. even if you didn't have community. That's right. You're probably better off just by yourself. That's true. And and, and I, I will say that's been one of my fears is like, oh, man, if I get rid of them, then what? Who's left? Mm. Who, you know, I, I lose out on all those people that watched me growing up and that, you know, were a part of, of me becoming who I am. But we can't we can't hold on to all of this baggage if it's just weighing us down. Mm. Right. There are people in your life that, that might have been in your life your, your whole life that still are a support to you, that are still something positive in your life. Mm-hmm. Keep those people around. Mm-hmm. But we are not meant, we are not meant, we are not meant to hold on to things that only have a negative impact on us. That's true. 
We're not we're not meant for that. We're not built for that. It's not required. It does not benefit you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so choose what works for you. Mm-hmm. Choose to exclude things that do not work for you. That we do that in our regular daily lives on every single choice that we make. We do. Why is it with family situations? Why is it with holidays that we then go against our own logics? That's it. That's it. You can find my mom and dad, a.k.a. That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www.patreon.com slash colorcombosvideo. Please consider giving us 5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. You can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash colorcombosmedia. All donations are welcome. All right. You want me to reflect? Absolutely. Yeah. So I would like to reflect um, on the bad choices we've made in our past. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, we were, we were talking about this episode and I was so excited to talk about it because I'm like, oh, we have all these cool strategies and, and, and you know, different ways of doing holidays. And it's been so beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I can't wait to share that with people. But, you know, to be real about it, we ain't always done right. No, we've done. It's been 20 years. We did some really weird things. We, we put ourselves in some bad situations. We were in our 20s. We were in our 20s and yeah. we, we, we felt very pressured and obligated to invite people into our lives and into our home because we thought we had to. Yeah. Yes. And and I would say a number of years ago, I don't, I can't really put a number. I'm gonna just throw ten out because ten's a round number. I'll say ten years ago is when we really started to say, okay, that's true. We doing we doing holidays the way we want to do it. No, them. ten years right. would have been right because that's when we left California. We went oh, to Chicago, right. and and when we moved to Chicago, we started doing things differently. We said we're gonna do it our own way. Yes, it's, it's the way we want it to be. Yes. Um, but we but we also know that last year we kind of backtracked on that. We kind of. We, we kind of did a little bit of a backslide. Last year, we reneged. We were some reneggers. You know, we said, we you know, We were some niggas who reneged. I mean, it's reneggers. You know, maybe let's have some family. We invited some people into our let's, house. You know, let's bring them over. They asked to come. We felt a way about it, and we ignored our guts. Actually, we knew we wasn't going to enjoy it. We knew mm-hmm. we didn't want the people in our house, and we was like, Oh, let's extend the olive branch. But that's that's the that's the thing about it, right? Is it's that's a familiar thing, right? Yes, it is. Like like I was saying, we we've been socialized that way our whole lives. Like this yes, is it how is. it goes. So even when it feels wrong, even when we go into it knowing that we're not going to enjoy it and it's not going to go well, that that's a familiar feeling. It absolutely in, in its is. own way. That's comforting. In its own sinister Isn't way. Isn't strange? Isn't discomfort being comforting a very strange sensation? It's a very big problem. It is. There is this way uh, around the holidays where we expect to be uncomfortable. Because, because when you are a black queer person, when you are a person who is at the, the intersections of these previous generations that had all this toxicity who didn't talk about things. They just held on to these secrets and let it eat them up from the inside and just treated people Mm. bad. And then you just sit there and you're looking like, why is everybody being weird? And why are people treating each other so bad? What is happening? You're just used to being in these awkward, uncomfortable situations with people who are unkind. And then when it goes away, you're like, am I doing it right? Yeah. You have these moments where you're you're enjoying yourself and then you feel like you're not you're not you're not 
right for having joy. Yeah, like it's it's like this guilt about you have guilt enjoying yourself in a time when That's you've it. been told you That's shouldn't it. be. Isn't that wild to have guilt because you have joy? Mm. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, this is not that episode, but that's this a big is not part. That episode. That's a big part of the, the queer experience, right? Is you're doing things that serve you and that, that bring, bring you joy. joy. And then, and then you're supposed to be, you get shamed for you it. You get shamed. You get told that that's wrong. Because you're leaving your family behind. Because how dare you leave these people who nurtured you and raised you. But they also poured poison into your life. Mm-hmm. They also fed you with toxicity. They also raised you in ways that you are having to unlearn. And, and shouldn't they be invested in your joy as well? Right. Shouldn't they be happy for you? I'll never understand why when I say, hey, I'm not coming, niggas aren't like, good for you. Stay home. Get some rest. Yeah, if, if if I say, you know what, every time I come, it's not fun. I, I'm just not up for this year. I just don't want to do it. Why would you be mad at me? Why are you going to be like, bitch, you should come in and, and, and not enjoy yourself? What? If, if, you, if you're really for me, if you're really in my corner, shouldn't the response be, you know what, I understand that. And I, you know what, I don't want you to be someplace where you're going right. to be uncomfortable. Isn't that the response? Hey, I love you. And it's important to me that you maintain your own health and your own boundaries. Yeah. Do what you need to or, do for you. Or at a minimum, be like, hey, okay, well, what is what is it that, about that, that celebration that right. you don't enjoy? How can, Maybe we can make some how changes. Can we, how can we adjust to meet you where you are so that your boundaries are, are met? These are not novel concepts, They're not y'all. novel concepts. They're really not. And if people are not able to say that to you, they ain't in your corner, bro. Right. But yes, we did do that last year. And we immediately regretted it because we had people with no sense in our house. And this year we said, never again. And we had a very, very beautiful holiday. We went to my partner's house in Bowie. We spent time with our children, our bonus children. We invited colleagues over and comrades. We cooked our whatever food we wanted. We was drinking. We laid on the couch and fell asleep and woke up and ate again. Like it was no beef. There was no drama. It was nope. I mean, the only beef we had was them short ribs that PA made. And and the beef around like who gonna eat them because them, them short um, ribs was busting busting. They gone now. Them short ribs. Let me tell you something. <laughs> short ribs was good. With that risotto. That okay. risotto. That mushroom risotto. Listen. Shit. <laughs> like. And I, I don't want to do it any other way going forward. I don't want to be around people in, on any day of any year, of any week, of any month that make me feel like shit. Well, and the thing about it, right, is we had that great holiday. But what what it didn't even it didn't even hit me until days after when I realized there's people we didn't even call. We didn't even call. Like, you know, on, on the holidays, you know, some people aren't, they don't live where you live. And so you're supposed to do like the phone and rounds. The text thing. Where yeah. you, you text everyone and hey, you call everybody, everyone. happy turkey day. Right. The, the, the obligatory, mm-hmm. you know, check-in that you're supposed to have with all we these people. We did not this that, year. That you don't think about for the other 365 days a year. Right. We didn't even do that. We sure didn't. And it, like I said, it didn't even hit me until days later where I was like, oh, we didn't even do that. Same. And it's because we were enjoying ourselves we and, had a great and spending time. our time the way we wanted to spend our time. We were present. We were fully present in our day and having a good time. And I think that's called joy. Mm. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple, on Facebook at that black couple, and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye.